Oh, yeah. I tell my wife all the time, you know, the greatest day of my life was when my son was born. Uh, second greatest day was uh, call Anthony for no reason, yeah. responding to my comment, knowing Weltman knows who I am. And then the third day is when we got married. Uh, you know. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 33. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, my co-host, Jason the Peach. And yes, uh, today for our Terry Catledge episode 33, we are remote with the holidays. We're moving around. So Peach is virtually in here from Maine, as I'm sure you're going to talk about in just a moment. We've got a great show, even though we are not together. We're going to check in with each other for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Peach is going to run down what he has learned in these past few games. We'll have a check-in also from an old man on his porch to see what's really been grinding his gears. We've got the most special social media roundup with the Godfather, the man himself, Jeff Weltgod, stopping in to run us through his own very special social media roundup. Can't wait for that. We're going to run down the Court Cousins Championship and always stick around for that large ending. Lots of fun hijinks along the way. Before any of that, though, Peach, we've got to shout out our second cousins. Shout out to all of those on our all-star and second cousin level on the Patreon. Rafael Perez, Bedhead, Wally Akbar, Dan Young, Matthew Bell, Bernie Pichet, Gloria and Damien, Yadi, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Geronimo! There he is. The shout, the remote shout out. Thank you, Peach. We really do appreciate all the support, ladies and gentlemen, even if just a subscribe and a like. We're on the march to 1,000 subscribers, and we've been wanting to show you some love along the way. So every episode, we're doing a gift giveaway. Last episode, it featured this sweet hat, which is from Columbia, exclusive along with 34 cards curated by the Peach himself. The winner of that was Big Al. Congratulations, sir. And uh, all Big Al did and all you need to do to get entered to win this episode is just simply subscribe to the show and comment on this episode. And Peach will be curating those 34 cards. And Peach, I have something else here. We're also giving away... This Orlando Magic hoodie, you know, it's kind of light, which is good for you folks down in Orlando. And it got caught on the birthday mm. uh, <laughs> sign above. It's kind of light. It's not okay. quite a sweatshirt. It's just like a lighter kind of hoodie long sleeve. And that's a large, and that's going to be along with the cards. So there it is. Right. Cool. You didn't even know about that, Peach. I didn't. I saw it up there, but I had no idea why it was there. And I'm, I'm, I, I forget how much the start of the show is basically just me being a mime. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm sorry. We got to work on that. How can we get Peach more involved? Nope, Maybe you totally should do the shout like outs. Uh, no, it's fun. I, I like it. I forgot my shout out notepad, but I remember Geronimo was on there. So I've got a list already curated of pre- you don't know this about Peach. He loves to curate things. The cards, the shout outs, many things curated, his binders for his Beats. cards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So true. we haven't seen each other. This is this is a this is a true Chuma Are You OKK okay check in because we haven't seen each other in a few days. 
So, Peach, I'm wondering, how you doing, sir, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? Yeah, well, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in, I'm just going to start out by saying this and then move on because we need to do the right thing here. Um, I'm all done with Chuma OKK and Okiki, so I'm done doing his OKK check-in. Nope. Uh, So I've changed changed to the man who should take his minutes, the Gary Harris, how you doing, (laughs) check-in. Wow. And I've selected Gary here. He is, he's got a kind of an angry, stern face on there. And that's, that's me lately. Like I just kind of have this face a lot at work. There's a lot of crap going on and I'm always just kind of like getting this face. Like, is anyone else around here going to handle anything or, or what? (laughs) No, they're not. It's, it's getting, it's getting old, but I'm trying to like get past that with a happy Thanksgiving message. You can see written below in there. Um, and also, I threw in a small graphic of a man who's just around the corner, about to enter our lineup again, Mr. Moritz Wagner. Excited to see him back. And, of course, the lovely state of Maine up there in the uh, upper left, because that's where I'm at today. Uh, it's cold, but uh, it's Thanksgiving, and I'm with my mom and uh, my stepdad, and we're, we're, doing, we're doing Thanksgiving things. We're eating well. How are yeah. you doing, sir? And you have a little subscribe in there. Is that our March to 1,000 subscribers as well, just trying to give people the extra prod? Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime I can throw that in there, I will. Thanks for noticing it. I almost forgot because it just looks like it belongs in this graphic organically. But please, all of you, don't forget. Just just click the button, help out. We're Look at me. March. Look at me noticing things. What's going on? <laughs> it's truly <laughs> freaky know. Friday. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're having fun with your mom and your stepdad up in Maine. We're definitely missing you here, Peach. Nadra's asked like four or five times. Where's Peach? I wish Peach were here. I wish he were going to watch the game with us. I wish he were at Thanksgiving. It's very cute. It's very cute. Uh, yeah, I've only been gone like a day. Yeah, I don't miss that, you that much. I don't miss you as much as she does. <laughs> it makes me think, is there any funny business going on, Peach? Do you want to have a come-to-Jesus moment in this Chuma or KK check-in? No, you know we just like to go shopping for thrifty things together. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. She missed her uh, thrift store uh, buddy there. I'm, I'm similar, Peach. I have a graphic here that I'm rather proud of. It's Chuma OKK, and we're not getting rid of the Chuma OKK check-in. We'll talk about that when you get home, mister, but this is staying, okay? But I appreciate uh-huh. your your joke with it. It is Chuma blocking, I think that's P.J. Washington of the Charlotte like Hornets. And and P.J. is the negativity. He's got lightning in the background. It's It's no good. And Chuma is coming in with a block of gratitude, just swatting that negativity out of there mm. because – I don't okay. know if you're at all like me, ladies and gentlemen. I I go through some weird shit at the holidays. Around my I just had my birthday and then it's Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. then it's it's Christmas and I don't know, man. I maybe a little seasonal mood type of stuff, but I I get really mm, down. No. I get really kind of anxious and uneasy during this holiday mm. time. I don't like things the spotlight and I don't like mm, all the buildup. It it kind of stresses me out. So okay, it's been a little bit of an up and down here for me the past few days, but I've got so much to be grateful for. That's Chuma blocking the gratitude. I was taking a walk around the neighborhood the other day, Peach, on my way to pick up some Chinese food, and I was just kind of struck. I had a couple tears come to my eyes. This is where I've lived my entire life, and... I'm really grateful to live where I do. It's a nice neighborhood in a sub- suburban urban area. 
And man, it's a blessing that that I get to to live here. And I think if my if if I go to heaven, it's gonna look something like this neighborhood. It's gonna be this neighborhood. So I'm very grateful mm. for that. Hopefully they have better Chinese food. Oh, no. There will be Peking I'm going to have in heaven, okay? Don't take that from me. I know you're not a fan, but I've been eating it since I was eight. I'm I'm surprised. Yeah, I was going to say, that's about the only way they could emit a tear from someone, probably. It's just from a longevity standpoint. No, it's not the worst, but it's it's not best. Uh, Yeah, this is a nice graphic. I love what you've done here. Uh, You're not alone in the anxiety around the holidays. For me, it's more around uh, Christmas. So it's coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Coming soon to a mental breakdown near you. Right, yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that stuff more. Let's let's do basketball. All right, let's do some basketball. It's Friday when we're recording this. It's definitely later than we might normally, and we still got Welt God to come. But I think I hear someone calling in, Peach. Could it be an old man sighting? You kids. You don't know what it was like back in the day. The ball was passed to you. You dribbled. And you had to dribble until you were ready to shoot. Nowadays, people are picking up the ball, taking multiple steps, calling it a Euro step, like that makes things better, being European. Used to have pride in this country. But the European players came over and started traveling all over, and we went, well, let's go ahead and make things easy for them. Let's call it the Euro step. That's a move that's allowed now. You can take two or three steps after you're done dribbling. The rules mean nothing. Players back in the day would have been so much better. You think Bill Russell would have liked a couple extra steps? He sure would have. Then all you guards have got the ball and you're taking it and you're holding it up on your hip. Then you're moving it across your body. They're all illegal moves. The referees are not calling it because the NBA told them not to because they think the game's more entertaining this way. But it's outside of the rulescape. It's unbelievable. All the traveling that goes on. Even players on my favorite team love to travel and I can't stand it. And it needs to stop. The only traveling should be done from town to town when you're going to play opposing teams and then you go out the night before and you meet up with some... Never you mind. But it was a better time when traveling was called. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going into the most special social media roundup that we've ever had, Peach. Yeah, because I came back from Maine. Just I'm going to go back later. Just for this. Just for this. We're welcoming into the studio the virtual studio, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the gold standard of the social media roundup, none other than Welt God. We're not worthy. Oh, man, I am totally not worthy of that introduction. Wasn't expecting that. Thank you both. You're two of my favorite cousins from other aunties. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think it's something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. His, his, his mom and my dad are brother and sister. Yeah. And then your second cousin relative is our brother as well. Right. There you so. go. I'm an honorary cousin. By the way, folks, if you would like to be an honorary cousin, all you got to do is jump on that Patreon, oh! Four Cousins Patreon, <laughs> and sign up for that top tier version. That's how you become an honorary cousin. Wow. 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 Thank you. Thanks for doing our job. Wow, this guy's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> professional God. Look, I have questions. Go for it, Peace. Sure. I want to know what your process is because I feel like your brain is similar to my brain. And a lot of times something happens or I'll see news and I'll be like, ooh, this would be a funny tweet. 
or this would be a funny, like, I bet if I could find a picture that was this, and then I labeled this person that, and this person this, that'd be really good. But by the time I think about actually making it, you've done it and usually better than me. So like how, how soon does news hit you and you have these ready to go? Or do you just kind of have like a bunch ready and then you just go, oh, okay, here's the one I thought in case this guy doesn't play. Like a plug and play. Yeah. Are you, do, you, do you do a bunch ahead of time or are you just running off the cuff on, on your phone? How does this all work? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't really have a process per se. I don't, I don't typically have, you know, memes like on the, in, just like waiting in the stash to just drop them. I, I will say though, sometimes I'll have like multi ideas sure. and, uh, I won't drop them, you know, right away. Cause I might just give it a couple hours or something and then drop the second one. Mm-hmm. But typically for me, it's just, um, it could be literally I'm on Facebook and I see a meme about Nintendo. I'll see a meme about, you know, WWE. I'll see a meme about Drake. Uh, you know, it could be literally about anything. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That'd be really funny if I just switch that and make it about Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, this is really cool right here. I'm just going to switch this and make this about Bull Bull, right? It could be that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm in a lot of um, chat rooms, magic chat rooms, right? Where I see people talk about stuff and they may say something I think is funny. I'm like, you know what? I turned that into a meme. Right. Or, you know, and a lot of times it's just, make fun of the truth. And unfortunately, there's a lot of funny stuff about the Orlando Magic, yes. especially in the last couple of years. And, you know, to me, it's always the most funny when you make fun of the truth, right? That's like, to me, right. the best comedy. Sure. So a lot of times Absolutely. it just kind of works out like that. And the only thing too is I, um, if you go like on Android or Apple, there's a lot of apps out there yeah. for memes. So sometimes I'll see pictures and I'll look at it. And I'm like, can't do it yet. But then a news happens, a Woj thing happens. I'm like, oh, I remember. <laughs> When I saw that one picture, I'm just now going to take that information and put it there. All right. So sometimes it's like I, I, I know some pictures or some things that could work. It's just I, the news has to drop to your point. And then immediately my mind just knows what to say in the meme. So it's a gift then. You're not like the all great powerful Oz that's like hiding behind a curtain and there's like a whole bunch of Oompa Loompas or whatever that are making memes for you. Is there a team or is this solo Welt God? Is it all coming out of that big brain? This is just all me, you know, for, for the longest time, like I'm, this is like me personally. Like I have my, I also have my cousins who are happen to not be magic fans, but they're like other fans of other stuff. I know, boo, boo. They're fans of other stuff. So, you know, it could be video games, anime, comics, you know, that kind of stuff. So, or I'm making fun of them personally. So I might, I, I, that's actually my number one meme, just making fun of my other relatives. Right. Amazing. <laughs> but you know, well yeah, but you know what? I want to, I want to meme the Orlando magic and I can't do it with them. So I do it, you know, with, uh, my buddies on the magic Twitter and Instagram and, uh, Reddit universe. Wow. Well, yeah. that was, that was a thorough answer and, and not quite what I expected, but I'm glad to hear that that's all just coming from you and just going out there. And I love the way that brain works. Keep it going. Maybe I should just start sending my ideas to you if I have them and just letting you run with it because you put them together so fast. It's, it's, I keep, who could keep up? No one. It's masterful. It really is, Peach. But no one should hold themselves to the standards of a god. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate I would, it, fellas. I would be constantly not meeting up to expectations. So. Right. I, I could never. I, I just enjoy consuming mm. what Welt God puts out. And we're always trying to juggle, Peach. How can we? I mean, the whole social media roundup could be Welt God hitter after hitter after hitter. And yep. it's always a debate because we're trying to keep it just a four or five posts for social media roundup. Mm-hmm. We always have to get rid of one. Always. But for today, the excitement is that Welt God is coming on to curate 
the social media roundup to mm. spark some discussion about the things that are bouncing around that big brain. Mm. So, well, God, without further ado, you want to take us around some posts that you thought were intriguing, insightful, or maybe just downright funny in the past couple of weeks? Sure. So you know how you call me a wizard. I, you guys are a wizard, especially how on your podcast you make things pop up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So how, so is, is something going to pop up now? Do I bring mm-hmm. it up? How does that work? I have <laughs> I have some presets made. So when you start talking about the post, it will come up if they if they align with the post that you sent me in the Twitter right. uh, message that we had going on. Yes, I'll do the wizardry. You just bring the big brainness. Yeah, you see, to me, that's more impressive than what I do. I'm just putting some words on paper. Like what you guys do on this podcast, you guys are real, the real pros. He had to watch so. a lot of YouTube tutorials to get to this point. Shh, uh, that, you can learn a lot from life yeah. by following YouTube tutorials. It's true. But can you imagine? Go, can you imagine going to a doctor, having to do an operation, and like, hey, don't worry, I just saw this on YouTube. I know exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how I fix a lot of shit when it breaks. I just like. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Well, all right, one so, time I was with this girl and she was like, I just saw this on YouTube. Let's do it. And I was like, all right, here we go. Whoa. No, nah, I'm joking. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which part of YouTube is that? I don't think they allow that usually. It's not monetized. That oh, that's that, you that's that YouTube red pres- prescription. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Subscription, I mean. Yeah. And it's also on the Court Cousins Patreon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Sign well, up now. <laughs> take it away, man. Sure. So uh, first up is going to be a tweet from someone who's not even a magic fan but they clearly know basketball and this is from rockets culture his name is i believe rc no idea what the rc stands for but uh his uh, tweet essentially says the magic have the best young core out of the rebuilding teams and i really don't think it's close Mm -hmm. and i gotta be honest i agree so the reason why i brought this up is i want to know from the court cousins um, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys agree Orlando's the best. However, let's think about the young cores out there from teams where like maybe the average age is 22 and under. That would essentially mean we're thinking about mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, the Orlando Magic, the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Think about those five teams. How would you rank them one through five? You want to go on this one first, or am I taking that? Uh, well, it's tough with these new parameters because I was prepared to agree with the guy whose name I dislike, which is rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, who commented underneath that he thought the Pels have the best young core because mm. they really do have a lot of great young players. Yeah. But they're not really all under 22. So that doesn't really fit for this. So for those teams that you put out there, I think I would have to go with us because I think Paulo is the best player of all the ones. But Mm-hmm. I like what the Pistons are doing. And you could make an argument for them being like one or one A in this scenario. So I think I would probably go with us at one because I think Franz and Paolo, even if they're the only two good ones that qualify for this under 22 in their thing, I think their their body of work will be better than the three or four guys that qualify for this from the Pistons. Oh, man, this I'm, you know, if you would have asked me this question a couple weeks ago before you've taken some of these really egregious L's, I I would have been hardcore in our camp. But (laughs) it's tough to overlook a team like Indiana, who is putting together win after win with young guys. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Benedict Matelin. If you pronounce it the French Canadian way, Benedict Matelin. I prefer that. So thank as you. we do, yeah. you know, and uh, is that true? 
Is that how you say it? That that's yeah. He's, he's from Montreal. He's Canadian, so yeah, it would be Matalin. Um, oh, but, nice. So you know, I I really like they're winning. You know, I, I can't. It's tough for me to argue with the eleven and eight Pacers and say that our guys are better when we're not getting wins. Now it's about the core, not the team and how they're providing, because the 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 guys around them are a little more seasoned. So I don't. I'm, no, I was trying to not. I get that. that I in. get that. But who who exactly is? Uh, I mean, on the uh, the Pacers core that were just like ooh and ah, Buddy Healed, you know. I mean, they also have Chris Duarte, who would be in that young core, Benedict Mathurin and Tyrese Halliburton against Gaar Paulo and Franz. I'm taking those guys. I'm definitely taking Paulo and Franz. What about you, Well, God? While I continue to gather my thoughts over here. Yeah, he says magic is one, but who's two? Yeah. You know, I've been going um, back and forth with that because, like, to me, two can either be – I think two for me, it's, it's almost a tie between the Pistons and Oklahoma City. You know, and when I mean by 22, because you're going to say, well, I'm going to bring up uh, uh, Shy Gillis Alexander, right? Yep. He's obviously 24. But when I when I meant core of 22, I meant like if you take the average age of the core, do they average to around 22, right? So you could argue – well, I don't, I don't think it's an argument right now. If you said who's the best player of those five teams I just mentioned, it's definitely right, him, man. right? SGA right is yeah. definitely the best player. However, however – He's four years older than Paulo Bancaro. Right. Mm-hmm. Was SGA doing what Paulo Bancaro was doing? At, you know, at 19 years old. No. He. Well, no. Yeah. He was not. So, so I'm sorry, uh, Thunder fans, if you're listening right now, get out of my mentions. Yes, I agree. SGA is better right now, but he is not better at 19 than Paulo was. Right. That's what I'm. You know, that's that's usually my point there. There so, are Thunder uh, fans. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. I was going to say, I went so hard on Chet Holmgren, I'm surprised they didn't pop up in mine, but I didn't think they existed. Well, you know, what you got to do, if you want to get him out, just make fun of Josh Giddy. That's how you bring him out. Okay. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, they, 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 they didn't, the anyone but Chet, they, uh, that was before they picked him, right? So, um, yeah, anyway, that's just a little pro tip if you want to speak to them. Right. <laughs> Same thing about Josh Giddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I'm probably going to go with the Pistons, man, I, for number two anyway. Like, I really like Cade Cunningham. Uh, I love Franz Wagner. You know, arguably he's top three. I think he's top three in last year's draft. I probably still would have Cade Cunningham number one, right? So uh, when you look at him, Jaden Ivey, Durin, yeah. Sadiq Bay, I mean, that's 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 a solid group. So I'd probably put Pistons number two. I put OKC number three if I'm ranking them just because of SGA. SGA's a uh, – He's doing superstar numbers right now. I mean, he, he's he's amazing. So we'll see what he looks like once Chet Holmgren comes back, right? And, you know, I know they got some other injured players that are coming back. They might be looking good. I'd have the Rockets four. Yeah. The the reason the reason why I have the Rockets four, they're like – they may not have like Apollo or a Kate on their team or an SGA. Well, Jalen Green. Like, ah, you know, you know Jalen Green to me is like that – second best player on a championship team kind of guy okay. who knows maybe he develops he yeah. is that best player but you know to me he's like uh like a james harden like would you guys say james harden is best player on a championship team not no. this year player? not this year maybe i mean at every ago. point at any time not really at any time i would say that i mean <laughs> he's the best player on the team but not a team that's going to win a championship he's not a championship player I think I think he was the year that they lost to the Golden State Warriors when Chris Paul went down and they were leading that series what three two or something. Oh well, then... that's when he was in his Thunder Prime, yeah. But that's oh, that also was with the Rockets. But... Oh, the Rockets. Yeah, I think Jalen Green can go there. I, I like also, and and Peach is going to hate this. The witch doctor himself, Alprim Changun, yeah, who torched us 
I mean, that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's, he's fantastic. Like the he just looks like a veteran. The the footwork that he has, right. the composure that he has. I don't think the guy's vertical is more than like four and a half inches, five inches. But he just he's always in the right place. Right. And I like what they have right there. You know, Tari Eason is someone that they really like. Jabari uh-huh. Smith Jr., the Orlando Magic number one overall pick. Um, is a guy that, you know, he, he was mocked there for a reason. He's going to be a good shooter at some point. He hasn't really turned it around this year. But that's that's something nice that they're building there as well. Yeah, you know, the the Rockets, and that was my point there. You can almost put them, too, in my opinion, too, because they're so deep. They have so much talent. Like, they may not have the guy, but, uh, you know, who's uh, Kevin Porter Jr.? Uh-huh. He's still relatively young. He's yep. awesome. He's putting on buckets. Kenyon Martin Jr. is great, too. Ty Ty is great. Like, they're so mm-hmm. deep yeah, when it yeah. comes to talent. Like, if they win Victor Winbayama next year, they could easily be number one. And you know, another thing I did too is this. Let's say you took off the best player from each team. So us, take away Paulo. Pistons, take away Cade. OKC, take away SGA. Rockets, take away Jalen Green. Right? You know, I guess for the Pacers, you take away um, you, uh, Tyrese what? Halliburton. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. Exactly. Take away Halliburton. Look at it from that standpoint, who's got the best team. And I'd put Rockets. If you look at it that way, Rockets probably number two because they're so deep. Yeah. They, yeah. They're going to the Rockets are going to have the problem that I think we're having right now where they have a lot of really young guys. But at some point, when does that then amalgamate into an actual roster right. that competes night in, night out and just and ceases to be, oh, there's a, a compilation of really talented guys right. here. When will it actually at some point you have to put some veterans in with them, mix it up and have like a good bench squad that's solid instead of guys you're just wondering if they're going to pan out. Can you tell that we just watched uh, the Magic lose to the 76ers by 30 points? Oh, my God. Well, that was a brutal loss. That wasn't even the Wait, 76ers. Hey. It was like the 72ers. They were missing half That's the That's the worst part about it. We didn't, we didn't lose to the 76ers. We lost to their third-string players. It was bad. Yeah. Even Jeff Turner at the end of the game was like, well, it's hard for Philadelphia to put in the bench because the bench has already been playing all the game. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah a lot of a lot of really interesting talented young rosters around the league it's going to be interesting to see where when bananas ends up and how that i think it's great for the league that all these teams could be in this conversation and someone could probably make the argument for a lot of these teams at one or two and you'd be willing to be like sure so that's great to know that these teams that are kind of at the bottom still have this kind of level of hope yeah that's what the league wants yeah, absolutely. And then there's teams that aren't at the bottom. I mean, we were not talking about them in this conversation, but a team like the Grizzlies or the Pelicans who have really young stars, what John Morant's like 23 years old. So he, the Grizzlies, I think, could definitely be in this conversation. They're actually winning basketball games, right? That's which is yeah. arguably the mo- it is the most important right. attribute of players. Can they get the W? And uh, we'll see. I think Paulo and Franz can, but it's been tough so far this year. So. What's next? Well, Bill? look, keep it. No, sorry, homie. Well, I was just going to say really quick. One thing, Magic fans, if you're listening, don't lose our hope. And and please, please stop doing this. Uh, stop thinking we've been rebuilding since Dwight left. I know that's yeah. kind of true, but it's kind of not true. We've been rebuilding since March 2021. Mm. That's been a year and a half of rebuilding. I know it feels yeah. like it's been a decade, but in reality, it didn't start until we traded Vooch for the most egregious trade of you know our generation like i can't believe that happened what a fleece 
Yep. Amen, Jeff Weltman. You are the man for that trade, right? Need to make a That's sign that the... says "Well, God for president." That's going to be the. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd, I'd vote. I'd vote for Jeff Weltman for, for president. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the next one, Welt? All right. So you know, this next one here, it's very near and dear to my heart because of the battles. I've had during the draft days. If you guys uh, recall during the weeks, you guys had them too. You know, I know you had your anyone but check campaign going. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all uh, in the beginning when we won the lottery, it just sounded like, hey, yeah, anyone in the top three is great. Mm -hmm. Well, that all changed really fast, like maybe a couple days into it. And then, you know, after a week, people had their camps. I'm in the Jabari camp. I'm in the, you know, uh, Chet Holmgren camp. I'm in the, Paulo Bancaro camp, you know, that might've been one or two weirdos out there with the Keegan Murray camp. Who knows? I'm just saying like people, people stake their claim out there saying, this is my guy. And it's so interesting because uh, there was polls out there where there were polling magic fans. Who would you rather have? Mm. And a lot of those polls out there had Jabari one, Chet two and Paulo three wasn't really particularly close, but you know, this next one, this next tweet I'm going to put is a poll I did recently, which is asking one very simple question. That question is, would you rather have a Paulo Bancaro or B Chet and Jabari? And would you know after 1,069 votes, as you can see on your screen with the magic that only Kyle knows how to do here, (laughs) 95.9% people chose Paulo Bancaro instead of having both Chet and Jabari. So it's not like either or it's, you can have both of them or Paulo 95% chose Paulo. This is one of the most effective uses of a bar graph I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that really drives home that point. And it, to me, I remembered like, Kyle in particular would be like, well, don't get so against Chet because what if we get him and then you're going to already hate him? And I'm like, I'm just trying to make it known he ain't the guy, you know? So it is kind (laughs) of hard when you get that into like one guy. And then if we don't get him or we go the other way, like, does that affect how you feel about the team? Like if we had drafted Jabari, I'm guessing you probably would have welcomed him in with open arms. But how mad would you be if Paulo's dropping 30 points a game for the Rockets right now? Like I'm guessing pretty mad with that. Oh, I would have welcomed open arms, and then I would have been tweeting every day for the foreseeable future. I told you all from right. that first summer game, summer league game when they played each other. I feel like if, you if still Pop- would have done this graph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd probably have to quit Twitter if uh, I saw Paulo doing this on the Rockets. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it looks really – it's stark on the graph, and it's stark in the numbers. So we Paulo's – Averaging over 23 points a game, about eight rebounds, four assists. And Jabari Smith Jr. is averaging 11, seven rebounds, not even one assist. And those numbers maybe don't even play it out as stark as it is when you watch those two guys on the court side by side. I mean, yeah, that summer league game. Well, did they play? They did. They didn't play together against each other in summer league, did they? uh, Yeah, they did. That did. Oh, that, that was, was the one. one. Oh, we were we were denied the Chet versus we Paulo. Yeah, we didn't get that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, that was that, actually their first game together. That is, yeah. I mean, what Paulo does in terms of creation—that's what we needed as a team. What we were all kind of talking about at the end of last year, like we need a guy who can get a bucket right. to end these these droughts where we go 
five, 10 minutes without scoring a bucket last year. Um, we did that tonight, though, unfortunately, right. even with Paulo. Well, we, do, we did then and still do need a shooter, which Jabari Smith was labeled as big time, too. So, right. I mean, I think we both were in the camp of we've seen Paulo play a lot. I watched Duke play a lot last year, a lot more than I'd like to. But <laughs> but well, I watched a lot of Paulo and was Hard like, all right, fan. he's the best one I've seen. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to take him. Well, that that was the crazy Jedi mind tricks that was going on, even on our show. We did the mock draft, and we both said we think that the Magic are going to take Jabari Smith Jr. Yep. He just seems like a consistent type of guy. He's solid. He can shoot the ball, which is what we need. He's a good defender. We know Weltman loves long, long men. Not, mm-hmm. not you, Weltgod. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say who you like and who you don't like, but um, we know that Weltman has a type. Right. You know, his t- if you go on his Tinder profile, yeah, he's got a type. Okay. And we thought that Jabari Smith Jr. was that guy. I could see like it says it says girls, if your wingspan is under six feet, <laughs> swipe left. <laughs> well, I'll be interested to see you do this in two to three years. Because I know you're on the anyone but chat, but I'll be interested to see what he's like as a player and what Jabari Smith Jr. grows into. I still think it will be the same, but I'm wondering if yeah. uh, those two guys close the gap. If Chet- ends up being halfway decent, you might want both these guys over Paulo. But I don't know. I think most teams would rather have one star go-to guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of those guys is going to be that. And Paulo clearly is. He didn't. He's showing more now than he showed at Duke, to be honest. Oh, yeah. In that system, it was a lot different. Yep. This is a different dude, and that's that's good. Well, yeah, I- Paulo's special. Any other year with a rookie, right? You, I recall... I'm thinking about every other draft. When you're comparing a player, you always compare them to the, his peers in the same draft class. Paulo now, after like the third game where it was clear that he's like doing, he's like breaking records and he's like yeah. doing it better than LeBron did. People stopped even comparing him to other players in his draft class. They, yeah. I see comments in there like, well, he's no Luca. Well, he's no Tatum. Well, like, well, duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of uh, yeah. course he's not those. He's no Magic Johnson. Right. You know, it's, he's being compared to other great players now. That's and point. he wasn't even 20 years old yet. Right. Right. So, I mean, we, we got a special player. We got lucky. At first, when we won that draft, it seemed like, well, of course the Magic won the number one pick in a, in a year where there's no clear number one pick. But, you know, looking back at it, just think, just think of the last decade. I mean, right now, who would you say is a better number one pick than Paulo Bencaro? Yeah, that's a good Anyone question. Anyone come up to the top mine? Uh, that's a good question. There's probably one I'm not thinking of. Um I'm gonna get I'm bringing up a list right now, ladies and gentlemen. Just just give me a moment. Stats here. are coming. All right, let's see here. So Paulo Bencaro, I guess I mean you just kind of wax poetic a little bit about Cade. So do yeah, you Cade think- is nowhere now. Kate, I, I think, think Kate is going to be a secondary star on a better team. I think he's well, well look, it, there's legit conversations. Last year, who's better between him and Scotty? This year, it's like, is Jalen Green better than him? Is, you know, Franz, Devin Moby? Like, when you have to debate, is he really the number one pick? He's probably not. Right. Okay. So you're at least not Paulo's level. Yeah. Right. Anthony Anthony Edwards was 2020. I think, I don't even know who went second in that draft. Um, Then Uh, James Wiseman. So, yes. That ends that debate. Yeah, but just, just off clear number one picks, definitely not Cade. Right. Anthony Edwards also looked like he's regressed a little bit today. I mean, this year, who knows? Maybe he'll pick it back up. I hope he you will. Got 35 on us the other day. Did you miss that? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you know, a lot of people drop 50 on the magic. Daniel House had a big night. Tonight. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Myers. has a big night against the magic. Tobias <laughs> Harris torched us for 30 plus. We, talk, we talked a moment ago about really crappy trades. And when we saw Tobias Harris torching us tonight, we looked back. That was a, not a trip, ladies and gentlemen. Magic fans, you want to go back down memory lane to the Rob Hennigan era, era. That was a bad time. Traded Tobias Harris for Ursan Ilyasova and Brandon Jennings. A.K.A. James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he look like James Franco? A little bit. I, I, you know, I, I, I argue, people, that trade was worse than the Oladipo trade. Because at least with the Oladipo trade, it ended up being Serge Baca who converted to Terrence Ross in a first-round pick, and uh, which converted to a trade that was then used to get Markel Fultz. Okay. So if you look at it from that perspective, you ended up with the Human Torch, Who's getting denied bank loans and the uh, and Markel Fultz? Inside joke, you will get it if you are an honorary cousin in that top tier <laughs> Patreon account. Sign up today. It's uh, they have Black Friday deals, folks. Sign up today. Oh, now, <laughs> now the so at least it got that. But uh, but when you look at like you just said, we had one year rental of Brandon Jennings. And James Franco. I mean, that was literally nothing. We gave up a great player for absolutely nothing. Urson yeah. was on the Bucks when I worked there, and I always thought he had a little bit of a Frankenstein vibe. But well, get... yeah, the Frankenstein Franco. Right. That makes sense. Franco Stein. <laughs> <laughs> we traded him the next year in that Victor Oladipo trade, too. Yeah. So it... we got one season of Urson, one season of Brandon Jennings, and Tobias Harris torched us for like 35 tonight. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Screw you, Rob Hennigan. <laughs> Screw you. Let's talk about something else, man. All, right. <laughs> All right. What do you got next, Well, All right, next one. Let me take a look here. So for our next tweet, has to go with uh, uh, one of the, I guess, more famous Magic fans that I'm aware of, the one and only Lehuan James. For my, you know, Hispanic people out there, he's, you know, hilarious. If you don't follow him, you should. He's got the funniest videos you know, that, that I've seen, uh, you know, just making fun of just uh, regular nomenclature and, you know, just Latin culture. So check it out if you haven't. But LeJuan had a great tweet here that talks about, I think, how many Magic fans feel. And by the way, as I'm reading this, you could pull up the relax sign you got there over there, uh, Peach, because uh, we might need it. But it's hard to argue with what this man is saying when he's saying the injury management situation with the Orlando magic is so frustrating. The fans deserve better. We need clarity with honest timelines. LOL. That's not happening. Uh, attendance has been up. The city is spending their hard earned money to support the team. Can we get the same energy back from the front office magic together? I saw this one and like, I'm one of those likes because I, I saw this tweet and was just like, yeah, he's this guy's he's got it. That's what the way we're all feeling right now. Like this guy over here, he doesn't even want to talk about injuries anymore. But I'm like, hey, man, we do a magic podcast and that's all our team is. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, unless you want to talk about how Franz fights through an injury, we don't really have a lot of other players to talk about. So, yeah, it's definitely I mean, I, I said this to you, I think, off air, but like I've been alive 43 years. I've been a sports fan most of my life. Um, I've never heard of information for players and how long they're going to come back. I've never seen so much mystery around it. And I just don't get it. Like I, 
I understand it in the past. I remember the, I know the Patriots used to always put guys on the questionable list, so you'd have to think about whether they're playing or not. And that's a whole different can of worms. This is just sharing almost nothing all the time and being like, yeah, they'll be back soon. Yeah, they'll be back soon. Yeah, they'll be back soon. It's like, okay. It's like when dad went out for cigarettes and didn't come back. You know, oh. like we're kind of like getting that hurt feeling whenever this kind of stuff comes up that it just, it cuts you deep. And no one wants to hear about injuries or no one wants the guys to play in Eurobasket because they might turn an ankle. Like everyone's so worried about our players and keeping an eye. It's, it's because you've been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so are our players. But it'd be nice if they could at least be transparent and say, hey, if they'd have said at the beginning of the year, hey, Fultz isn't going to play until December, then we would have relaxed all up off that mm-hmm. until December. Right. But go ahead and, and if you know, then just say it. And if you don't know, then you need to get a medical staff that can evaluate shit because every other sport has those guys and they do it on the reg. So get your shit together. We forgot, Peach, to do our Chumar Are You OKK okay? check-in with Weltcott. <laughs> we did. I, I th- you know, I, I think this is a good time because <laughs> how are you feeling, Weltcott, with, with all of these injuries? Are you kind of feeling what Lawan is is posting here? How are you doing? For the Chuma RUKK check-in in the middle of this injury-plagued season, sir. So I feel like all this boils down to one thing, and it's a thing that is probably the truth, and they cannot say it for obvious reasons. The, this all boils down to one thing. Jeff Weltman, John Hammond really likes the French kid. That's what it comes down to. Mm. Why else are there no timelines? Mm. Why else did it appear like Fultz is going to play today? Oh, but you know what? We're tied with the Pistons and the Rockets and wins. He's going to be out for a couple more days. How do, what does a couple more days translate to, in my opinion? That's what Jamal Mosley said today, by the way. Uh, to me, that's like saying, oh, you know what? We're just kind of hoping for Detroit to get a couple wins or the Rockets, and then we'll let Fultz play, right? That's what it boils down to to me. And, of course, if you interview Jeff Weltman or you interview Coach Mosley, what do you expect those – like, what do you expect them to say? Right. They can't tell the truth. They can't say, hey, look, we're trying to tank right now. <laughs> that's yeah. why you see funky lineups. That's why, you know, if Cole Anthony says my tummy hurts, it's three to four weeks out, mm. <laughs> you know, you're, you're out of action, out of commission because they they're, were tanking. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how else to put it. Like every sign points. To, I know some people will argue me. We're not, but I mean, we are at this point. You just can't, just can't say it. <sighs> I hate the tank. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I, I want to play devil's advocate, and I want to argue against that. I mean, the only evidence against a tank right now would be Franz Wagner, as Jeff Turner let slip on the broadcast tonight, has a a torn tendon in his hand, or he's mess, he's playing with a, a, mm-hmm. a messed up tendon in his hand. Jalen Suggs, for some reason, can go through hellfire, and then we just put him out there. Mm-hmm. So th- those would be the only arguments against the tank, but it's pretty difficult to to argue those points well i mean to lawan's point i am making the decision not to spend my hard-earned money to see the orlando magic we're in connecticut and every time the magic come to either the knicks or the nets and the celtics we try to go and they're playing the nets tomorrow in brooklyn and when i saw that markel fultz was out i said all right screw it i'm not getting tickets i'm not going i'm not gonna go Mm. to see us get slammed by another 30 points 
to watch KD and Kyrie, Kyrie dangle another 60 bag on us. I'm not here for that. <clears throat> yeah, there's a fine line between tanking for what you think is best for the future and losing your fan base and the interest that was building. Yeah. And I don't think they're towing that line well by using the injury as the platform. It's almost like they know these guys can win, but we're not going to go let them. So we're just going to keep them safe on the bench. But that's not great for a lot of these young players that they don't like these losses. They weigh on you. I don't think waiting and, and taking a shot, by the way, a 14% shot that you would win the lottery again, even if you have the best odds. I know we've done it back to back once with even worse odds, but what are the odds that that would happen again? I just, I don't think it's worth bank on that. banking on that. And I'd rather see them develop some rapport between the players and see what we've got and who we want to keep and who we want to let go. We're still going to be able to get some good players with our pick and the bulls pick. Yeah. Y you know, I mean, it and, seems and unnecessary. How, how does, how does a guy like Paulo and Franz now feel with just seeing guys constantly in and out of the lineup, you know, this instability, all this losing, I know we have time with Paulo, but, but still, I think these experiences will, will stick with, with a young man and shout out to Kobe price because without him, I, I would really have no freaking idea what's going on. So yeah. thank you, Kobe. I was, he's in yeah, thank you, Kobe. He, You're literally, in. I was just about to bring you up. How many Kobe price videos do we have to see right. of these guys? So, I mean, look, Jonathan Isaac looks like the healthiest player on the Orlando magic right now. And he's not playing. Right. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, they don't let him do anything strenuous. So he is pretty, he's in great shape right now. Yeah. He's in amazing shape. You know, he wakes up, but you know, uh, he's essentially a season ticket holder, best seats in the house. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you, but you know what? And, I, and tonight, you know, we're recording this right after the Sunday night Sixers game. I think it's starting to weigh on the players. Like I, you can just see in their effort and their body language and their energy that this losing and this, you know, what we're doing right now is affecting them on a deep level. So yep, to right. me, that's not worth a 14% chance. Me too. I agree. But apparently, apparently I have to get a huge sign and go out to Barclays center again saying, don't tank. Maybe I can get that campaign going. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, Weltman has has done some amazing things, so it's tough for me to argue with that big brain. But, man, it's tough watching our team as injury-riddled as they've been this year. What's next, Welt? Okay, so this is a question I am not going to answer because it's like it's like asking who's like your favorite kids. So I'm not going to do that, but I am definitely putting this on YouTube. Uh, Stanley Swanson, which, by the way, guys, if any of you uh, want to hear Orlando Magic Basketball after it's done, they're always doing Twitter space groups. Nice. He's always hosting them. So check it out when you guys get a chance. But um, he writes or he tweeted, with all with all of our health, guys healthy, who are the Orlando Magic starting five? It's a tough question to answer. So picture everyone on our team's healthy right now. Who are you guys starting? What's your starting lineup? I'm going to initially refuse to answer this question because I made a pact on this show to <laughs> not talk about injured, anyone guys. who is injured. So, Peach, wow. I'm going to defer to you. And then because it is Welt God's social media curated, I will answer, but begrudgingly after you. Okay, well, I kind of <laughs> like what Ray Shard wrote underneath here, and he's he's a great follow, too. I talk to him a lot. Um, I, I like Markel, Franz. Paulo, Wendell, and I, it seems like it should be Suggs, mm -hmm. but I want Bull Bull in my starting lineup, okay. and I don't care about your old school positions and who should be where or doing what. 
I feel like those are our best five. Oh, positionless basketball. Peach likes positionless basketball. No, I don't. But like, (laughs) that's the world we're in. So here we are. And I want, if I want our best five on the floor, that's it. And then I love having Suggs off the bench because I feel like he will play with a ferocity that might be different. Okay. um, Because he'll be wanting those starter minutes. So he might be a little more careful with the basketball. Like, I think that little bit of, humbleness by being on the bench might get we might get more out of him that in that role and then maybe he's in the game at the end of the game as a closer because he clearly has the gene um to be good in the clutch so but that that that's it to me right now i don't know who this jonathan isaac guy is (laughs) i've never really seen him suit up for us so i'm not familiar with his game i remember him from college and he seemed like a great player but i i I'd like to say he'd be in this list if, if I've ever seen him play, but I, I'm not really familiar with the man's work. I'll I'll agree with you. I will switch out Jalen Suggs with Gary Harris. Or, no, you had Bull. You had Bull in there. Mm-hmm. I'll switch that out with Gary Harris. I don't have a problem with that either. I, li- I like what he brings defensively and as a shooter from beyond the arc. I A lot of people have been making uh, in you know Magic Twitter, Magic Instagram, the argument for – with Suggs doing what he's been doing, he, there's no way he can't start. I don't know what what exactly has he been doing. He's been he's had some good flashes in the pan, but still hasn't been able to string it together consistently. And that's what I think Gary Harris brings is that calmness, that coolness, that consistency. Right. And then off the bench, you're getting Bowl or Cole or the Bowl Cole show, you know. Mm. And then Suggs, depending on who in your starting lineup is playing well. I like a guy like you know maybe Fran. Huh? Franz or Paulo kind of staggering those two guys. So Bull coming in for Franz at some point or Paulo keeping the, that big rotation solid. I like what Bull brings as a scorer off the bench because yeah. I think with Franz and Paulo and Wendell and Markel, I think there's enough scoring in that starting lineup. So I love bringing Bull off the bench with a little bit of scoring punch, Cole off the bench. And then Suggs can be that two guard off the bench doing defense, not having to handle the ball as much. And, and that's, that's what got me excited about this team. This depth and all these injured players that we're talking about, which I vowed not to do, and you're making me do it, well, God. <laughs> this is why I was excited about the team going in, is the depth of this squad. You know, the, the guys right. that are starters right now. It's perceived depth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is all perceived. It's all a perception. It's all just a farce is what it is. The guys that started tonight, that was supposed to be like our deep bench guys. Mm-hmm. Those were going to be the guys that were coming in. Those were like our seventh, eighth guys. And they're starting now, so I don't know. Well, you said you won't, you don't want to answer, you don't want to choose between. Look, your- I won't. Yeah, you so I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to choose, but I will say, I will say, if I had to like uh, evaluate the two starting lineups, mm-hmm. I gotta go with the one that had Bull Bull in it. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, man, I'm a big Bull Bull guy. I mean, he's Ooh, averaging. The ball patrol, hit it. Oh, yeah. that's the Bull Bull train. train. Get on the train. <laughs> Oh, do you guys bowl leave? Oh, we bowl oh, yeah. leave. I've started the bowl patrol. What do you What do you like better? You like getting on the bowl bowl train train, or do you or do you want to be a member of the bowl patrol? Because I love the idea of him blocking shots and telling people no, and and then coming up to the window and knocking and being like, "Excuse me, sir, your uh, shot is in the third row over there. You're going to need to pick that up." <laughs> oh, I like I like bowl patrol. Let's let's do bowl patrol. I mean, he's doing really good. I mean, today uh, today might have been his okay game like but before that i mean he's he's averaging 13.3 points uh per game 8.2 rebounds he's 80 percent from the free throw line 41.7 three-point shooter i read some stat out there the magic are seven one 
7% more likely to get a block with Bol Bol out there. Uh, and he's doing a little bit of everything. He's kind of an underrated passer. He doesn't average an assist primarily because we can't hit three point shots, but like he's, sne- <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, he's a sneaky good passer. Cause he's so tall. He can just find the open guy. Yeah, had a great and pass. I don't yeah, to Paulo. Yeah, he did. He did have a great pass tonight. And I would say, Wow. Yes. Did he drop? <laughs> I was like, wow, he's taking a long time to think of this. <laughs> well, are you there? We lost him. He's still in the Skype. Oh. Hey, sorry, sorry guys. I, my battery died on my on my headset, so I had to just uh, plug it in real quick. Start start uh, so, over at I would say. Oh, so I don't remember what I was gonna say, but here's <laughs> what I do want to throw out there. One thing people have to remember about him, he I looked up his numbers before the season as far as how many minutes he played. He played less than a total of eight NBA games for his whole career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That like it was like three hundred something minutes. So in reality, you kind of have to look at him like a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at it from like, okay, if you want to think of him like a rookie, those are great rookie numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, every time Bull Ball has the ball, I think it's going in. And a lot of times when he's scoring, it's unassisted. Mm-hmm. That mofo will grab a rebound, dribble it all across to the other side of the court, and somehow find a way to make it go in the basket. I mean, yes. that guy is really good. And if, if you're telling me right now who's playing better, him or Jalen Suggs, I would say, you know, when Jalen Suggs has those highs of the roller coaster, they're really high. But I got to tell you, when he has them lows, when that thing goes down, it's really low. Where Bull Bull, he's been pretty consistent the whole season. So that's why I, I like Bull Bull in the starting lineup. Bull Patrol, baby. Bull Patrol. Let's go. Shirts coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, watch out. The Bull Patrol is in full effect today. All right. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I get that he's been, I mean, he's in most improved player conversations. He's got to be. Right now. He has to be. Yeah. I mean, he is literally like if somebody gives you a great suit mm. that they're not going to wear anymore, right? And then you five hundred five hundred bucks inside the pocket. And you're like, whoa, there's something extra in here. Because we just got this guy for nothing. And he's just producing at a high level. And it makes you realize that like, okay, Chet was probably never on our radar because we knew we had both. Uh, and we don't need uh-huh. that many lanky big men that claim they, they can be do that doing that or being the next best player in the NBA. He is giving me glimpses when he grabs those rebounds and goes the full court. Is a little Giannis in there, mm-hmm. like a taller, skinnier Giannis. And I mean, he doesn't have the beef to to muscle in, but his strides are. I heard seven times the strides of normal men. Yes, next time <laughs> strides are ten times the size of regular human strides. So yeah, he's impressive and. He- to watch because something's always happening around him and guys on defense even if he's not getting blocks they have to prepare for how they're going to attack him they're not going to just try to throw up some lame shot in his area because they know there's no point in that they're just going to get pulled over by the ball patrol he's a he's a true unicorn you know when you play 2k you do your creative character you literally cannot create ball ball he would either not be able to shoot that well or dribble that well. Like, yeah. Bull Bull's uncreatable in 2K, but he's available in real life under Orlando Magic. That's true. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. You got a couple more for us, right? Well, uh, you know, I'm looking. That might be my last one. But you know what? I am going to shout out. I, you know, I'll have one. We'll do one more. Okay. Uh, shout out to my guy, Luke. Uh, Jalil, uh, he has this kind of crazy stat that he oh. posted the other day. Uh, so what it says here is potentially ridiculous, ridiculous stat that may happen by the time Isaac or Fultz returns. 
Franz Wagner will have more NBA playing experience than them minutes played. So at the time that he posted this, Franz has 3,005 minutes. Fultz currently has 3,251. And Isaac has 3,512, which sounds hard to believe that Isaac has more minutes than uh, Fultz because, fun fact, Netflix released Cobra Kai Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, Season 4, Season 5, time that uh i'm not even joking from the time that isaac uh injured his knee in the bubble till right now because season nine season five came out in september five seasons five seasons of cobra kai in the time that john has been out anyway I mean, part of what are your thoughts is also on that? that franz is a bit of an iron man he's playing hurt right now last he year is. he was one of the few guys that looked on track to play every game but then at the end they were like hey man no we were trying to lose things and uh so there's a little of both here but it's really sad that like any two athletes would miss this kind of time. It happens in every sport, all across every level. And it does suck to see two of those guys on our team who are potential all-stars if they had their prime years still left. And we like to believe that there's some in there. Yes. But boy, we we won't know until we see it. I know. I have two <laughs> things on this. I have two things on this. To your point, Peach, the front office stresses getting high character guys into the magic organization. And mm -hmm. I think they've done a pretty phenomenal job of that. You That's know, true. We don't have we, any dicks on our team. We don't have any assholes on the team. We're not dealing with all the crap that Charlotte's dealing with the domestic assault, a dude getting drunk, eating Doritos with a gun on his lap. Like we don't have any of that. Well, it may be happening, but they just don't report it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't think the ball patrol lets them go by. You got, what do you got there? Cool ranch and a gun. Keep it moving. <laughs> I think I think we do generally have fantastic young men on the squad. I think they're yeah. they're really getting high quality, high character guys in. But maybe we could add another checkbox below that with some type of you know what was the phrase you used, Franz? The Iron Man vibe to him, mm -hmm. some toughness, some grittiness, right? Because I think that's what we're missing. I mean, we we haven't had these guys in. Yeah, where is that kind of desire, that dog? to continue yeah. to play with our injury list looking like it is at some point we got to say, all right, these guys are talented, but we need guys that can actually play. Right. I mean, if it's, it's upsetting to me that these guys are kind of, it feels like they're accepting it. If I was a young player in my prime doing this, and this is what I love to do. And someone told me I couldn't do it for months and months when I in fact could, I would want out badly. Yeah, I would go play in Europe or join Dwight in Taiwan or wherever he's playing. <laughs> I'd want out so bad because I'd be like, I'm just not going to allow myself to be treated like this. So either they don't care that much or they are actually hurt. Yeah, well, no, I think they are actually hurt. I, I, I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. The second thing, though, that makes me really worried about this is, well, it makes me feel like every, all my magic fandom is is built on a castle of sand. Like, I just... I have so many hopes and dreams and aspirations, hashtag for seed for this squad. Mm. But so much of that is dependent on the guys who we've seen in street clothes. Right. And I'm just wondering, like, to your point, Peach, what are they going to be when they get back? Will we actually have the team that we think we will? Or is it just a castle of sand that will leave with the tide? I don't know, but you got excited when you heard fourth seed, but that guy hasn't played yet. I know. So the, how could you continue to have those expectations this long but we didn't think it was going to take this long and we've spent probably 20 minutes talking about injuries when i vowed that we wouldn't do it 
I'm just saying, man, I've broken a toe. You're back at work within a week. Like, let's let's go. Well, you know what? To be fair, I don't feel like we were talking about injuries. We're talking about tanking when you're not allowed to say you're tanking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's important, right, it's important for his mental health to know he didn't get to his word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, <clears throat> well, God, thank you so much, sir, for, for coming through and hanging out with us for the well, time. Wait, now? Wait, what? What, we got more I got time? some well God moments I'd oh, like to share. Oh, I'm real sorry. I'm sorry. Could. Yeah, of course. Well, stuff, I don't want to step on your toes. Yeah, some, I don't want you to break one and be out for a few months. I got some of your some of your greatest <laughs> hits here. I, we we got to lead this. Okay. It, it was one of my favorite things I've ever seen, uh, where the Orlando Magic asked, "Hey, media day on deck. What questions should we ask the guys?" Well, God comes through with, "Ask Weltman if he knows about Well God," <laughs> and the responder was Mr. Cole Anthony, Amazing. who says, I can confirm he's aware uh, of your existence. Have asked him about you before. As I, as I commented you know, on Instagram, this is everything. I think this, how, how, how good were you feeling this day? You could feel it through the rest of your post for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. I tell my wife all the time, you know, the greatest day of my life was when my son was born. Uh, second greatest day was uh, Cole Anthony for no reason yeah. responding to my comment. Knowing Weltman knows who I am, and then the third day is when we got married. I was gonna uh, say. You know. <laughs> Bravo! Yeah, I, I mean that was just that was just epic. I mean, yeah. congrats to you! Like that, it was Cole Anthony does a lot Cole of cool, Anthony. fun stuff like He's that. He's man. a great follow for yeah. that reason. But, I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. And who doesn't? <laughs> what uh, the heck was that, Cole? Yeah, yeah. that's Cole. <laughs> Yeah, he, awesome. he, he enjoys nutmeg and cinnamon at one point, and we had to we had to isolate you know, that for a drop. But what I need to know from Cole one day was like when he was like, "Yo, have you heard of this guy named Welcott?" And then like I want him to I want to know what did he show him like on his phone Ooh. to be like, "Okay, this is the this that might be the one time he saw me." What was the tweet? Ooh, what was it? Yeah. That's what I need to know. That's a great question. If we ever get Cole Anthony on the show, I'm going there because <laughs> I, I would like to know that. Like which which one of these beauties did he? But race him with. I want to know what Weltman, the post Weltman saw too. Like Weltman already knew about him. I wonder. Right. Well, maybe, yeah, no, I think he's saying which posted like Cole or somebody showed show, him. Yeah. Like, like how did he get on the radar? Hopefully it's one like this, which I connected <laughs> with. And another one you wrote, just interviewed a guy who didn't do bad, but the other candidates performed better. At the end of the interview, he asked if I was a magic fan when he saw I, li I lived in Orlando. He proceeded to compliment Franz, Cole Anthony and Mark L. Fultz. Conclusion, I want to hire him. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he still works for you. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, I didn't hire him. Oh. I, yeah, listen, I, 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 I couldn't hire him. I know it's sad, but like, I, I'll put it this way. He was, he, there was like six people. He technically would have been like the last person. Okay. You know, if I was ranking them outside of that one piece, but just that one piece alone got them to number two. But you oh, know what? Only, number two, you're only over willing to overlook like two or three spots for a Magic fan. You can only go so deep. It can't be six spots. Well, you know, I only had one spot, and he jumped from six to two. Oh well, that's right? oh, that's a good so jump. That's no, a that's, that's a, a jump, five yeah. spot bump. That's what I was looking for. How many positions yeah. up the the hierarchy of interviews will being a magic fan and having magic, not magic. I mean, he got pretty close you. to a coin toss away from being in there. That's five just positions. That, so. That's very impressive. All right. So keep liking the magic people. Cause it gets you a job. Yeah. And also just DM me <laughs> your company and I will be applying. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, where are you based at? Somewhere warmer. <laughs> Somewhere close to the magic. 
yeah, I liked this because I, I worked at the Bruins practice facility for a while, and I hate the Boston Bruins. I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. So I, anyone who came in who liked any other team, I would immediately hire. And if they liked <laughs> the Canadiens, I immediately hired them right away. So at one point, we had like a staff of like five or six of us there on a day where like none of us even liked the Bruins. And I was like, this is the dream. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. All right, so then uh, this other one is a popular used meme where the girl is looking at the guy, and he seems to be looking uh, at something on his phone, and she wonders, why, is, why isn't he in bed? And he, he is going, how is Markel only a 77 on 2K, and Giddy is an 82? I've always loved this <laughs> meme. It, it's just great that, that women think we're up to something funny, and it's, it, you're like we're talking to some girl when you know we're just playing a video game or – thinking about a video game like this yeah. or watching stats of our team or just doing something completely dumb that you don't need to see us doing. So I appreciate true, you true story. Up. I've probably had several times in like the last year where my wife will wake up at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and she's like, who are you texting? And I'm literally <laughs> in a magic group chat trying to explain to people half my age <laughs> you know why why you know paulo's gonna be this or yeah. why right. you know we shouldn't freak out about what's going on with the tank situation or things like that mm. like i swear these are all it's stanley swanson <laughs> babe i swear <laughs> yes. stanley i'm telling them how short greg kite's shorts were they don't know <laughs> they need me <laughs> and the last one i have here is the the uh two girls who appear to be naked but oh, i guess that's up to risk, yeah. well they at least don't have shirts on in this one and it says, she's whispering into her ear, he's a six, but he has Orlando Magic tickets. Now, I'm guessing this this felt like it meant a lot more before the season started, because <laughs> anyone who had tickets to today's game probably would have been like, uh, yeah, he's going to have to be a 10 or we're not going anywhere. <laughs> but the spirit is there. I love it. Yeah. It's a fave of mine. Th those, are, those are a few of my faves from the recent past of Well God. And man, I just, I love what you do. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Well God, for coming on the show. Thank you everything for you, you do for the community. I know it might seem like a small thing that you just do because you enjoy, but it really does bring joy to me, and I'm sure I'm speaking for many Magic fans out there. Your wit, your humor, the way that you can make light of a situation when, you know, unfortunately there hasn't been a lot of smiles on the court. So right. thanks so much for, for doing what you do, man. Magic together. Hey, man. Hey, just want to say that's a two-way street with you guys, too. The way you guys do a podcast is not like how others do a podcast. You bring a lot of energy. You're funny. Um, and you, you talk – you have the voices of, like, the regular fan, right? So just the way you guys do it is also inspiring. So keep doing what you guys are doing. You're getting a lot of fans each and every single day. So keep it up. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cheers, man. Peace. So we will be taking one episode, this episode off, from creating wagers for the Court Cousins Championship because Peace just spanked me so bad that I need some time to pick up the pieces of my ego off the floor and, and then put them back into some form in which I'm actually ready to participate again. Um, yep, and there, Peace is just, he feels no empathy. He doesn't care. He's just a champion, and he's rocking it. Just take this title on tour across New England. Yeah. <laughs> just doing what I have to do for the people. But in the, the meantime, channel. people, if you have any wagers out there for the Court Cousins Championship that you think we should use, put them in the comments of mm. this episode. It'll enter you to win Ooh. the sweatshirt and the curated cards, and it will help me maybe when we come back on episode 34 to try to get that belt back from Peach. 
Now, one more time, let's shout out our all-stars and second cousins, but stick around for the large ending coming in just a second. Shout out Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Yachty, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Thanks for everything you do. If you can, check out the goals we have on Patreon. We have some goals coming up. We'd love for you to help them. Anything that you can do there, we put back into the show, and we really appreciate it. But if anything, just click that like, click that subscribe as we're on our way to 1,000. Peace. You ready for the large ending, sir? Always. All right. Let's cue the music. It is serious football time, and I'm talking about football as in the soccer World Cup. Peach, who you got for the World Cup? Yeah, will you watch I, a I single? My, the real question that I wanted to ask is, will you watch a single match of the World Cup? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Probably Spain or some some country that cares about it. I don't know. I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> how excited are you? That Paulo Bancaro 22-23 cards are finally out, and I have two boxes in my Jeep right now oh, for us to open. Man, I was week. stoked when I saw that text come through. We got the contenders. They're still in the college jerseys, but it's going to be nice to have a 22-23 product with our prize rookie, Paulo Bancaro. And I'm hoping for a couple Caleb Houstons, all right? I'm that much of a diehard. I need this this guy in the collection. Fair. So Fair. I'm sure they're in there. There is a lot of chatter with everyone feeling so down, Peach, about college prospects already. When's the earliest that you're going to watch college basketball for an eye on prospects this year? Um, I don't usually watch college basketball for the eye on project prospects, except for last year when you told me to, because I yes. like to watch college basketball in general. Okay. Uh, I'm but, probably going to start in like January or February. Like I normally would, I'm not going to get a jump on it too early because I like to see these players towards the end of the season when I'm getting what's, you know, they've gotten a season behind them and they've gotten more seasoning. <laughs> Shaq and Dwight are beefing again. Speaking of things that need to be seasoned. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on this? What's going on with these guys? Why, Why are they, they beefing beef now? They're beefing because uh, Shaq called uh, what Dwight was playing in that league over in Taiwan. Is he made a made a crack about it being like a little kids league or something like that? And then Dwight yeah. basically came back with a very mature response where he basically was like, "Why are you throwing shade at me all the time? Like, knock it off. Like, mm. I'm trying to be a positive guy." And I kind of see a little bit of both sides because Shaq is on a show where he has to make jokes and entertainment. Ah. Yeah. So every once in a while you say some outrageous claims, but when yeah. you have beef that stems back with Dwight, maybe, maybe just skip that one. Let yeah, Charles I guess it. so. I guess so. But I think, you know, Dwight also has, a, have to have a little, uh, be a self-reflection. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that when we look at the highlights from the Taiwanese uh, basketball league <laughs> and Shaq, I mean, and Dwight, I'm sorry, is shooting threes and taking guys off the dribble. <laughs> You know, there's some jokes that are going to be yeah. made there, Dwight, and you you're kind of got to be open to that. <laughs> it reminds me of playing Nerf hoop with a with a young Kyle Hogan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Around right? these times in the holidays, so it's it's yeah, it's it's understandably makes comparison. <laughs> All right. So, I know uh lat yesterday was Thanksgiving and most of us were watching football, but Peace, you mentioned that you were going to flick over to the 21st annual dog show where a 3-year-old French bulldog Winston won the national dog show. I know Perk is pleased. Peach, what is your favorite dog breed, sir? 
I'm proud to say we didn't watch a second of this yesterday. It wow. was football, food, and then right back to the football. But uh, I will say that my favorite dog breed is the Lab. I, I don't care if that makes me a simp or, yeah. or a basic. It um, does. It's a good dog. It's the it's number one dog, dog. In, in the world, I think. Hey, lastly, sir, I'm in Maine for the show, as okay. we've mentioned. Yes. How many different states have I been on this show in? Ooh, Maine, Florida, Boston. That's three different state, states. Yeah. Connecticut, I guess we'll include that. Yeah, you're always here. Four. Yeah. Um, and is there just one I'm forgetting about? It maybe uh, I'd say four. Is that right? Four is right. I was gonna let yes. you second guess yourself to death, but you've done it. You've done it. I went with <laughs> my gut. Question. It is four. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's all for us. We want to thank again the legend Welt God for stopping by. It was a great time. Peach, next time I'll see you, we'll be back in the studio for episode 34. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, keep it real. Peace. Thanks for coming.